Hello, this is Judah Bernard with the Rise Radio Voice here. I am the wisdom dialoguer and the motivational warrior and the dialogue coach for the Rise Radio Voice. We are happy to be here today. We were just having a couple of technical difficulties. We rebooted and came back in. And thank you guys for joining. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, season five is What's Your Purpose? And we're going to start off, Stephen, let's start off with purpose. Let's just go right into it. We kind of swamp for time, but we're good. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Well, as far as purpose is concerned, I mean, everyone can go ahead and ask themselves what their purpose is and then very much ask their neighbor the same question. And the answer is always going to be different unless you more or less haven't found your purpose and share that with someone else in common. That's going to be understandable too. But the reality is, is most of us one way or another either live our light in our pursuits of our purpose or what we believe our purpose to be, or we go about life pursuing a purpose or looking to figure what one out, one out that uh, might work for us. So in uh, my particular case, my life's purpose, even at almost 30 years old, I still haven't quite figured out. But as far as what my purpose is at minimum and expectation as a human being, I know there are qualities about my characteristics, how I carry myself and how I treat other people that can at least at minimum define my purpose at minimum now. So I understand uh, that we'll be diving into a variety of topics on what that might mean to different people. But uh, I think it's equally important to consider the people that might very well not have any purpose either. And we have something for them too, but I definitely um, read The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And in The Purpose Driven Life is talk about um, a book that teaches people how to achieve spiritual growth by following Christian values. It also tells them to think of the world as temporary and prepare for life in heaven, where they will be with God and, we're, and we were all made by God and God's image and are meant to share his love with others. And I know in that book, it has about five purposes of, of, um, for life. But in it, I want people to understand what does that look like for you? I never knew my purpose in life right now, number one, to be a minister and also to be able to teach and bring people to Christ. So I think in doing that, that purpose has given me a fulfillment, being that in um, many of the um, podcasts and many of the the things that I do, it draws people to um, doing the right things or doing things that deem to be right. But then again, there is I, I don't try to um, tell a difference between right or wrong because only a person can tell from their right or wrong. So I don't say anybody is right or wrong. I just tell them, you know, it's just something that I value. And hey, if you try, you try it. And if it works for you, it works for you. But some things people are are have more of, oh, well, if you're telling me something to do or I, you give a suggestion, I hope it works. And then more than likely, they kind of like blame you if it doesn't work. So I just try to tell people, hey, sometimes in life, we have to try a lot of things. And what is that purpose in life to continue to try things too as well? So I think I have a question definitely for the one, a lot of um, studio audience engagement. What are some of the things that you think that purposeful in your life? And I want people to really, really think about it and drop it in the chat, because do you feel that you have a purpose-driven life or that you are still somewhere? And 
it, it took me a long time to actually figure out what was my actual purpose. And um, that's one thing I, I, I want to share, definitely. And I think most people, and I was reading um, before that, a lot of people still probably have not found their purpose. And, um, and, and like you stated earlier, um, Stephen, that you know you have the values of purpose and things like that. But then again, when you found, find your driven purpose, it, I can tell you that it's a lot of fulfillment. And most people um, really, I wonder, do they even know they have a purpose? What's your answer to that? <laughs> I mean, I imagine that most of us would consider that we have a purpose. But to, to be able to guarantee that you know someone's purpose or that you know better than them, the reality is is that only the individual can ever truly know or right. discover their true purpose. And uh, the hardest part about that is figuring out what defines you. And there's so much that goes behind figuring out your purpose because it's all a matter of what you care about, what you love, what you're passionate about, and what you actually want to commit your life's pursuit to. And uh, I legitimately know that even as far along as I am in my life now, I'll never truly know the definition of what every purpose I'm capable of committing or pursuing to. And uh, I say that because just like my mother, my mom's a, a woman of many careers, many different types of, of certifications. She was able to get certified as a veterinary technician, as an orthodontic technician, as she's been for the last 20 years. She's been certified as a stylist. She's done massage therapy, cosmetology, you name it. And uh, a lot of what led to that was my mom looking to figure out a purpose, something which that she could see herself doing confidently and enjoy doing in the sense where she felt that it was something that defined her purpose. And uh, it might not have always been exactly that, but all the same, it was the intent of finding some sort of purpose through practice. And she would have never really figured out her purpose had she not gone about the trial and error of figuring that out for herself. And it's important that people remember that you might have a variety of purposes and a variety of things of which that define you over time. But ultimately, it's through trial and error that you'll actually learn whether or not it's your actual purpose. And... Uh, it's tough because it, it takes a little bit of failure. It takes a little, a lot of bit of risk and that can be scary to just about any of us. But I think, I think um, definitely people must know that sometimes that our purpose had probably pretty much don't have to do anything that we do for a living. And some people purpose may really be about just living authentically and discovering who they really are. And I think what that purpose is, only that person would know it and also be fulfilled by it when they do fulfill that purpose. No one can tell you what your purpose is. And I think that that sheds the light on my next segue to most people were never able to comprehend this perspective. Um, because basically, if you're trying to live your authentically and discovering who you really are, that um, sometimes we live from the outside in and not the inside out. And the one thing is we have been taught from a very young age to look at others for guidance. Um, social norming is an important part of childhood. You figure out how to act in relation to everyone else. But the problem begins when you extend that process to include something as personal as your life purpose. 
So, you know, so many people tell us what we need to do, how we need to do it and all that and stuff. And some have earned our trust and ability to help us find our unique purpose. Um, but then again, if that person has helped you, I, I consider that person um, who's found that purpose kind of lucky. But um, but most people, even the well-meaning, opt instead to fit us into a slot that makes more sense for them. Some people, hey, I don't know anybody parent didn't say, I want you to be a doctor or a, a, this this type of thing or something out, out the back or the blue. And the thing is, was is that genuinely something that you would want to do? And I know I had a um, conversation with an um, Uber driver and he was telling me that his 13-year-old daughter was getting upset because they wanted her to do medicine and things like that. And she was very creative, artsy and things like that. I said, well, why don't you allow her to grow into what she needs to grow into? I said, because what you're going to find is a rebellious child um, and you're going. she's going to always be upset. Let her explore what she does. Well, you know, we just want her to be a, a, a doctor. I'm like, but artists makes money too. So I think what we really have to understand is definitely support people and what they do. Like you said, Stephen, earlier. They're going to make mistakes. People going to, you have to take that risk. But I think more so people just want it to flow. And sometimes it's, it's not an easy flow flow or being fluid. Um, but we really have to understand to when we look at looking from the outside in and not the inside out is that like I can say for me sometimes when someone has told me that you'll fit good in this category. Um, I look at it as being an ex not an example, but advice. But sometimes I take that advice to heart and then it makes me not learn myself and who deny who I really am as a person because I'm taking their suggestion. What are your thoughts about that? It's uh, There's a saying that goes that if you're going to give advice to anyone, be weary of the fact of the matter that you might very well be hurting them more than you're helping. And that's, that's kind of the point is that uh, if you're going to help, then help. But a lot of people don't consider what that consists of. And it means giving unbiased advice. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's so difficult to give unbiased advice is normally because we try and give suggestions that we believe will work a lot of what we believe will work is based on risks that we personally are willing to take. So take, for example, like you said, <clears throat> everybody's parents have said they wanted them to be a lawyer or a doctor at some point. My parents were very brown and did exactly that. And my whole life told me that I need to be either a lawyer or a doctor. And lo and behold, from like the age of 13 or 14, I was like, I'm going to be a cardiovascular and respiratory surgeon. And that's what I believe my calling might be. And I took that to heart and I spent a healthy amount of my life preparing myself to be exactly that. And uh, I can't necessarily say that was what was for the best. But at the same time, I know that the intention was to put me in a position to help myself in any means necessary and also to be able to have something reliable like a position uh, of being a doctor. And uh, I went all the way from being a 14-year-old, 13-year-old kid thinking this way 
to being an 18 year old, 19 year old teenager in his freshman year of college and being like, I'm actively practicing these things. Now I'm doing the internships, I'm working in the hospitals. And I legitimately, despite having wanted to do this for a purpose, don't see this to be particularly my purpose. And it was only after a year and a half of doing pre-med where I decided to stop going to pre-med. I moved away from the university town where I was in back home. My parents were very upset. So were a variety of other family members. Why? Because their expectation was is that I had spent all this time telling them I'm going to be a doctor. And now here I am telling them that maybe it's just not my thing. So it was a lot of pressure at first, and uh, it was a perfect example of people meaning well, and then when the advice they'd give me had either not gone the way as expected or I didn't take it to the letter the way they had advised me, you know, there's a, normally a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, frustration, uh-huh. to say the least, when it comes from their end, because they ultimately feel as if you are ignoring their advice or as if you didn't take them seriously or you don't value their opinion. Uh, And it's just, it can be overall very anxiety and stress driven of an experience as is. So I know from experience that a lot of us have listened to family and friends and know that their intentions are, are beautiful and that they want to help. But we've also probably experienced plenty of advice where it didn't work out the way that we were advised or we didn't take the advice to the letter. And then that was held against us. And that's uh, something to consider um, anytime we take advice from anyone is that when we're taking the advice, understand that sometimes that advice comes at a cost. And uh, if we're going to give advice, then we're going to have to remember, try and do so unbiased. And just like you lend out money to friends, you're not supposed to lend out money to a friend and count the cost and then hold them to it. Even if the expectation is for them to pay you back, you know, you legitimately should almost never look towards a friendship and expect a friend to pay you back at any time for anything, because ultimately, if they don't, that expectation you set, which is now an unrealistic expectation, could damn the friendship, for lack of a better word. But that's what it literally does. And it's unfortunate because just like advice, just like lending money, just like all these other things that we try out in life. We understand that they come at a risk, but people don't often consider the risk that they put themselves at by giving advice and by taking advice. And uh, at the end of the day, a lot of what advice is driven by is fear, what fears a person does or doesn't have and what fears they're willing to take. And uh, risk comes into that a lot. Not being a doctor and then deciding a couple of years later, I want to move to California and find myself Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't a very flattering thing for my parents to hear from me at the time but now you know fast forward seven eight years later and i have a beach apartment and a lifestyle that i can appreciate you know they sing a different tune every day right so it it comes down to again a matter of knowing yourself understanding the risks that are taken by taking advice as well as by giving it and then knowing the validity of whether or not advice is worth taking and how much of it Because sometimes parts of advice can be very fruitful. The rest of it might not be as accessible to you as you might think or as the other person might think. The reality is, is only you can know best. And that's why we spend so much time in this show talking about accountability and you figuring it out for yourself. Because as much as we might want to help as individuals, there's only so much we can do to help others if they don't help themselves the appropriate ways. And that is so correct. correct. 
I think what we have to realize that number one is um, it starts with us defining ourselves and what does that mean for us creating yourself? I know that our parents want us to be so great, so this, so that, and this, but who are you really? Where do you fit in in this world we call earth? But I know some more, some people also look for a career before you listen for a calling. What am I saying with that? That um, we all got these check boxes that we got to check. Graduate from school, uh, uh, marry, have kids, settle into a well-defined career path, hang on until retirement checks can be collected. That that was that was you know what they sung in our ears most of the time. Oh, you have to get out of here at eighteen. Um, you got to do this. You got to go to the military. You got to do this. You got to do that. Before you know it, your boxes are so big that they're not measurable, and you're like, okay, am I going to get through with all this? More than likely, you're not. But then again, that 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 path pushes people in the direction of conformity and not purpose. And you start conforming towards the world and not towards your actual purpose. What does that mean? Like you said, Stephen, okay, yeah, they want you to be a doctor. They want you to be this surgeon. They want you to be this. And you saw later on down the line, that's just wasn't you. More, more than likely, you're living more purpose, purposeful now than being stressed or trying to achieve that height of what your parents thought that were was the best for you. So I think what we still have to understand, because my parents too, hey, you need to be a lawyer, you need to be this, you need to be that. But we have to look at timing. We have to look at seasons too as well. We got to understand that we all start um, just trying to reduce or avoid our self-induced fears of not being filled in anything that we're doing or what our parents told us to do and our parental um, um, um guidance, whoever that per, uh, parental person was in your life. Um, they have so many things that they feel like you should do. But then again, we put self-induced fears of not being able to fulfill whatever it was, whether it was graduate from school, get married, have kids, um, get, get into a well-defined path, hang on into retirement checks. Some of us don't make it past retirement checks. And then, you know, we start thinking, are we, are, are we not smart enough? Um, are we not creative enough? Are we not pretty enough? Are we not handsome enough? And we really stop to ask, are we really happy and fulfilled? And I think that's what happened to me was basically I stopped and I said, wow, am I really happy and fulfilled at what I'm doing? And and that gave me the my, my purpose to draw back and start erasing all of that self-induced fear that I, I, I put on myself. I know I had goals that I wanted to achieve for myself, but then again, you you also hit the goals of uh, parental figures saying you have the goals of society. You just have a lot going on. And then we, we, we get so stressed out about, am I good enough? Am I good enough for this? Oh, if I do, if I, if I fail at this, somebody's gonna talk about me and do this. But when can we sit down and ask ourselves, are we happy and fulfilled? And if not, how should I go about changing things? And this is what everybody should be asking themselves. Even if you're not fulfilled or not at a purpose right now, start asking yourself, are you really happy and fulfilled?
And if not, how should you go about changing things? What is it that you want? Just like Stephen said, he, he tried it. Yeah, we, we take risk. Guess what? That's, that's what it's all about. It's about taking that risk. But take the risk on things that you want to do, not what people are telling you to do. What's your thoughts about that, Stephen? Well, uh, I'll put it to you like this. When you're at a very young age, you know, you're very influential. And it's a big part of why I have a lot of big talks with friends about, you know, what they believe is appropriate that youth should talk about, youth should be educated about, and you should know about in general. And uh, one of the major conversations I had with someone the other day was that with everything going on in the world around us from, you know, the pandemic to the war in Ukraine, there's so much for youth to be exposed to on the internet on a day-to-day basis that it's almost infuriating for some to try and monitor and manage what children hear and think and believe so at an early age if you have family friends and society and culture preaching and teaching you that you know you have to be a certain kind of person to be a certain member in society that's valued there's a lot of stuff that can come away from that that's not all that positive And that tends to be a lot of people's experiences where they don't always have the most positive experiences trying to find their place because so many of the expectations that are given to them are already so early on unrealistic. And uh, it just happens to be one of those situations where now more than ever, we're starting to realize how hard it is to find a place in a world that so consistently tells us what our place should be. And uh, now that people are starting to become more aware of the fact of the matter that youth have a voice, it's becoming harder and harder to tell a kid how to live. And it's that double-edged sword where it's still important that they have guidance and they still have direction from people who are older and wiser through experience and through life. But uh, it's also equally as important that these people recognize that as you grow older and you change and every seven years as a person most of us do it's important to recognize that those changes in turn change your purpose and uh like when i was younger being told all those years that being a doctor or a lawyer is what makes someone a reputable person that was something that was ingrained in me early on and then i had a scenario in which i had a family member saved by a surgeon and then i decided i wanted to become exactly like that surgeon who saved my family member. I spent close to a decade thinking that I was going to become like that doctor. And then I started in practice working in the hospitals, talking to doctors and nurses and getting the true understanding of what my actual day-to-day purpose would be. And come to find out, having gone from wanting to help people and making a difference, it would be that more oftentimes than not, people wouldn't survive, wouldn't live, wouldn't make it. I would spend an exponential amount of time telling people that I couldn't save their loved ones and I'm so sorry that their son didn't make it and then go home to my wife and go home to my kid and pretend that I'm grateful for dinner and pretend that I care about his macaroni painting and pretend that I want to be a part of a family when I just experienced a family that had a loss. And... uh It taught me early on that you can't always anticipate that life's direction for some, even if as good as it sounds from the outside and as great as the packaging might look, it really only takes opening the packaging and taking a bite to really know if what you're eating is worth finishing. 
And uh, I took a couple bites and I worked in the hospitals and I did the work and I put in the efforts and it wasn't for a lack of trying or overall commitment to making it happen. But it, what it came down to is as I grew and I came to discover myself more and more, I realized as I was changing, so was my purpose. And when I decided to come back home to Maryland after, or well, yeah, to Maryland, I was in Salisbury, Maryland at first. And then I came home to Montgomery County, Maryland after the fact, uh, you know, it took a lot of, took a lot of biting my bottom lip and just kind of eating the punches that my parents were throwing at me, family, friends, you know, you got a lot of people you tell you're going to be a doctor for almost your whole life. And then all of a sudden you tell them you're not, a lot of people kind of start to look down at you. Because now they're like, now what? And you and you feel that. And you understand it's a part of the risk. It's a part of making a big decision like that. But I would have rather been the person who had taken that risk and recognized that it wasn't for me than be the person who took that risk, recognized it wasn't for me, and then stuck to it because I didn't want to look bad in front of my family and friends. And the reason I gave that long-winded answer is because it's important we recognize the processes it takes. I went through over a decade of life's experiences before I figured it out. And even then, all I figured out was that the direction I was taking was not my ultimate direction. It wasn't the ultimatum I was looking to set for my life's purpose. And all I've managed to figure out now is that I like living somewhere where it's predominantly sunny and beautiful. So I moved to California. I like culture. I like people. I like the idea of going out and about and doing things. And before the pandemic, I'm smack dab in the middle of where it's great to do all those things. I like dogs. I like hanging out with my friends, playing video games and the whole nine. I enjoy riding motorcycles and a variety of other things. There's a bunch of decisions I've learned about myself and that I've made for myself only during having made the extra steps to taking the risk, finding out by taking actions, whether or not these actions are worth my while. And when finding one's purpose you might not have just one selective purpose. And Judah made an extremely beautiful point to say, your job is not exactly going to be your life's purpose. Right. A lot of us would dream because it's called a dream job <laughs> to have a job that we absolutely adore and we find our purpose in. But the probability is you're going to have a form of income and a purpose outside of that. And that's okay. There's a healthy balance between all of that. But what most people do not know how to segregate, and that, the reason I love that you made that point, is that your job will not define your purpose. I promise you. Absolutely promise you. Because I know hippies who sell pineapples on the beaches of Hawaii and are homeless, and who live beautiful, happy, and fulfilled lives. And I know people who've been working to be CEOs of major corporations their whole lives and done everything by the book, and they're millionaires, and they're freaking miserable, these people. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really just a matter of you, you the individual, and do what it takes for you to find that out. And if it hurts every once in a while, well, it just reminds you you're still alive and kicking. If it stops hurting, either you've reached bliss and success, the gates of heaven and so on, or you're dead. It's going to always hurt being alive. Being alive is full of it. But if you're going to take risks, make sure that they're risks that are worth your while. And don't live for nobody else because I promise you, when it comes time to put the nails in your casket, there'll be as few people outside the casket for sure, you know, if, if you're lucky. But at the end of the day, it's just you. Just you going to the casket. And after the fact, 
it's whatever God you believe in that you got to answer to. And they're not going to ask you what kind of influence your mom or your dad or your best friend had on your life. They're going to ask you why you did what you did and why you didn't do what you didn't do. And that, my friends, is I sometimes think much worse than doing nothing is doing absolute or doing something is doing absolutely nothing. And that's uh, that's what I ended up learning is that so long as I'm doing something, something to figure my purpose that I'm all the better for it. And even if I die never figuring that out, it's not for a lack of trying. And I'll have found fulfillment in trying. I totally agree with you, Stephen. That was well put. But I think most people need to understand that finding your purpose is about listening to an inner calling. And that inner calling, um, like in the book uh, by Parker Palmer, and Let Your Life Speak, um, Parker Palmer says that we should put let our life speak to us, not tell our life what we're going to do with it. Most of us, most of us like to tell us, tell ourselves what we're going to do, but actually, we should let our life speak to us. Let your life speak to us, not tell our life that we're going what we're going to do with it. One thing is for me, because I know a calling is a is passionate and compulsive. It starts with inkling. I like to try that. Then it swells into a mandate that you just can't shake. So say for instance, with, with, with Steven, that's something that he wanted to do. He was like, look, I wanted that beachfront house. That's something I like to ride motorcycles. I want that calm life. I want that beach life. But he was able to adapt to that and say, look, I'm fulfilled through this. This is what I like. And that could be just his authentically self. But most people want to be trapped up or did something and think that's a purpose. And in their mind, consciously, they're like, oh, I hate this job. But subconsciously, it's, oh, I'm fulfilling my purpose. Now you have a whole warfare going on inside yourself because you're going to be miserable at some point where you're not fulfilled at your job. Then you're going to be miserable at some point where you don't feel, feel like you're fulfilling your purpose. Um, a calling isn't an easy path, which is why most of us never know it. We feel the struggle, the foolishness, the risk in which we talked about, and also the unknown. Let's talk about that, the unknown of not knowing what's the next step. What's, what, what does that feel like? The unknown being that, okay, if I jump out on this map, if I leave this good job, then how I'm going to survive? What does that look like? So we choose a career because it matches the boxes we've been told to check. And most of the time, that's why, and I, I can't say that's why I chose my career. Somehow I was called to the government. And in my calling, that's how I've succeeded at what I do purposefully. Because like I, I said on many other podcasts that most of the stuff I didn't go to school for. So I know that this is a calling for me. And this is something that needs to be done as far as moving forward. And the one thing is, as I'm reading, it says that, you know, in, in it, we hate silence. We live in a society that does not value silence. It always wants action. It, 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 sometimes you just got to go in silence. And I tell people, and especially my mentees that I do, that I tell most of the time, I said, move in stealth mode. If people don't know what stealth mode is, go invisible. Be silent. Everybody don't need to know your next move. 
Everybody don't need to know you're living in your purpose. It's about how you feel about being in your purpose. And I think most people don't get it. They want to share. They want to be that action, be that peace. Oh, oh my gosh, you know, I got this. Da, 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 here. Look, that's going to give you only more problems, more problems. But living without silence is dangerous. Without it, you end up believing that your ego and all that it wants is your purpose. If you play this scenario out, you know it doesn't end well. Stephen said, and I, and I have to agree with him. You have these multi-million people that always want to be a CEO and that and are living miserable. Is that their purpose? We don't know. But I know it's not living miserable. It, it, I mean, because sometimes money ain't the money ain't it all the time. And and you know, if you want to be a millionaire, you gotta understand more money, more problems. And that's the thing I don't want is more problems. <laughs> so I that's definitely look at people. I would love to be wealthy, but I'm never looking to be rich or famous because the How amount of that? problems that come with that is not for me. And, and we, we have to look at our pride. And that pride goes into that rich and famous and things like that. And that's one thing that I always tell, say too as well, make me wealthy. And wealthy does, wealthy does not mean you need money. Go ahead. I'm listening. I, I wasn't saying. Oh, oh, wealthy just doesn't mean you need money and all this and stuff, fame and all that and stuff. Wealthy means that I'm okay. I'm at peace where I am. And I have a wealth of what I'm in right now. And I'm okay with that because that's where my peace, that's what my joy is. And people have to understand, most people want to keep going up and up and more money, more problems. So you really have to understand about that. But I think as I was reading too as well, the one thing is people don't want to do is you don't like the dark side of yourself. Who liked the dark side of yourself? But Carl Jung called it the shadow. Most of the time, you have to understand, you got to go to that dark side so you can learn from that dark side so you become better. I'm going to say that slowly. Sometimes we need to maintain and look and assess that dark side so we can become better, so we know not what to do. Um, the part of you that the darkest has the most to teach you about your purpose. I'm going to say that slowly. The part of you that's darkest has the most to teach you about your purpose. If discovering your purpose is really about self-discovery, your darkness shows you where you most need to grow. Hello? Hello? Yes. This is Deanna. I completely agree with that because I feel like sometimes, I feel like your dark side comes out when you're at your lowest. And I feel like sometimes you have to not necessarily hit your lowest point, but you have to feel those downs in order to understand how to really, how to really understand yourself. So, you know, like with your triggers and stuff, like, you know, exactly how to handle yourself in certain situations. Cause it's always easy when you're up and everything is going right, but you have to understand how to handle yourself when things get hard. You got to know how to push through and how to excel and persevere through those situations. I totally agree with you. And thank you for that. You you have to go to that and look at it from that perspective. And I like the word that you stated, triggers. And that dark side, you're going to find out what those triggers are. And then you, you, you can learn from that. But then again, more importantly, it shows you from whom you most need to learn. 
and it's the people you like least who have the most to teach you about yourself. Uh-oh, let me say that slowly. And it's the people you like least who have the most to teach you about yourself. But most, but most ignore the dark side. Instead, they seek comfortable relationships that reinforce worn, stale images of yourself. So the thing is, we want to seek that relationship to reinforce, oh, I'm okay, and we're stuck. And then we understand that, no, nobody's addressing that dark side. I don't want to go there. I don't even want to tell you about that. And the thing is, we become this, you know, people come in these relationships. I know a couple have been married many years, and the husband keeps saying, I should have never married her. What? <laughs> You know, because they, they haven't attached that dark side. And these are older people. So I think what we need to really understand is where do we want to be? Definitely for his relationship, for as our purpose, and far as just knowing who you are on many occasions and not even saying that you have to just dedicate yourself to this purpose. Start defining who you are first so you can realize, like I said, Am I happy? Am I fulfilled? And then what am I doing to change it if I'm not? But some people stay in it. What, what's, your, what, what's your thoughts about that, Steve? Well, that, that's the thing is that to different people, that can always mean different things. The hardest part about any of it is finding out the answer for yourself by embracing that darkness, even when it makes you uncomfortable. And that's and that darkness is a perfect example of a different way of just saying your fears, the things of which that make you uncomfortable, things of which that don't leave you in a comfortable place. But just remember, being comfortable is a dangerous thing in and of itself. Being comfortable is a lot of why some of the problems that we have in life never change, is because we've become too comfortable without having that change in our lives. And uh, I think it's time for everyone in their lives to consider more and more how helpful the darkness can be if right. they allow it to be. And uh, she made a great point to say, when you're at your life's lowest points, it's because you're uncomfortable. It's because you're forced out of your comfort zone and out of your element to make choices that you wouldn't be able to make or that you're even forced to make because you're outside of your comfort zone. Some people don't choose to be responsible until they're given no other alternative option. And that's more or less me sometimes where I have to go through a major depression or I have to go through a major, you know, dropping the ball in general in order to realize that there's decisions I need to make and then actively make them. And that's a flaw. It's a character flaw within myself. I've recognized is that I don't know how to sometimes just simply address or appreciate the fact of the matter that I have it pretty good. I have all the resources I need to do what's expected of me. I have all the opportunity in the world living in a country like America to make a lot of the impossible possible. And again, when you address your darkness, it's scary and it's a risk because sometimes you can fall into it, but you can't ever really truly learn from any of those experiences unless you have them, unless you take them. And uh, again, she made a very great point to say that's that's, you know, like your darkness is, is when you reach your low point and you realize yourself and what needs to be done. 
I'd say some of the greatest moments in my overall life have been forced upon me through loss or through instances in which I wasn't doing the right thing or I wasn't going about taking care of myself and my responsibilities. And uh, I end up forcing myself to take action, to be responsible and to make the changes necessary to truly have the life I'm hoping to live. And uh, it's unfortunate that sometimes I allow it to get that bad, but it's interesting to see in human nature how many times I've considered needing to take care of myself and then only doing so when it's a last resort, last second, I'm kind of taking care of myself kind of deal. And uh, I don't know. I, I hope that these conversations we're having on these talks with people are reminding them that as human as we are, this is something we all go through. And addressing these uncomfortable and touchy conversations is key to why we listen and why we have these talks. Because that's ultimately what we've learned has taught us to be the better versions of ourselves. And that's, uh, that's what I think we're all here for, to try and do exactly that, be the best version of ourselves. And being the best version yourself, I think most people devalue unconscious the unconscious mind. And one thing is, I had to actually look at myself and discover my purpose, but I had to get comfortable with the non-logical mind. And what do you mean by that, Judah? I had to become accustomed to not having the answers. We don't have the answers to everything. But we all want to solve things, but we don't have answers to everything. So having that comfortability with the non-logical mind that I don't have all the answers, that I must tolerate ambiguity and get okay with struggling. I must allow myself to feel deeply. And thinking my way to a purposeless life, it just it will never work. Because the thing is, if I continue to think and not go off the calling and put things in action as far as letting it happen and let that purpose life come on board and I do everything in the aspect without logically thinking about what's supposed to happen and let it happen, that's when we fail. We think about it too much. Oh, this is my purpose. Well, if it's not, then you set yourself up for failure. So like you stated way in advance, these are risks that we take every day. But once you know that it's your purpose, you start seeing the calling. You start seeing the, 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 the meaning that it has, the fulfillment, the joy, the peace. But you got to understand, most of this is just a tall order for most people. Once One that they deny, they scoff at, they ridicule or downright just ignore. We, we must understand that everybody's not going to reach that, that, that potential of defining their purpose. Everybody's not. But understand that we've given you tools and resources to actually identify and assess what that looks like. And stop downing yourself on a lot of things. Because number one, we're all great. And I tell that on every mentee that I get. We are all great. What does that mean? Each and every one of us are great. That's it. What do you, what, anybody have any thoughts about that? 
I agree to everything that you guys were saying. And sometimes, back to what I had previously stated, sometimes when you're at your low, even when you're at your high, take a look at what's around you and who's around you. And is it the same when you're at your low? Because that can make all of the difference. Like everyone will always be there when it's sunshine and rainbows, but who's going to be there through the thunderstorm and the rain? And sometimes a lot of people have to take a look at that. Totally agree. Steven? No, that's key. It makes a valid point. If you start recognizing there's a pattern behind you not being in the best state of mind and someone who's constantly around you, then it might be worth considering that maybe it's the company you keep that's exactly the problem. And then a lot of times that ends up being exactly that, the company you keep. And uh, it's hard to let go of anything or anyone, especially if you found them significant or you've given them greater purpose. Uh, but it's equally important to remember being selfish and what that means and how key it is to everyone's overall health and uh, that it's not necessarily a bad word either because selfish is oftentimes turned into a derogatory statement or word. But the reality is, is it's a blessing to be able to think of oneself Consciousness is what defies, defines us and makes us the species that we are. It's because we're conscious, self-aware, and ready to make decisions that we are able to advance so far ahead of other species under, un, under the, the spectrum. <clears throat> and when you have a circle that you keep, you know the expression you are a product of your environment isn't explicit to just where you live. I love where I live. It's made me a better person because of that. But it's also the company I keep, the attention I give to the people who matter, and the energies that I exert and with who that dictate whether or not I'm truly happy. And uh, there's a variety of other things, of course, that are inanimate that make me happy. But ultimately, where my energy goes and the circle that I keep and where I am with my life and where I live, those things are what define what makes me happy. And uh, if when the journey of looking for your purpose, you find that there are people who are either in your way or making the path to success even harder, then sometimes it's easier to bite the bullet in the moment and rid yourself of those particular issues than it is to let it run your life forever and then ultimately regret it or resent it forever. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to help people make these decisions while they're still young and kicking and while they can still appreciate and enjoy life. We don't want people to figure it out when they've already clocked in and clocked out. And that's what this is about. What's your purpose? Define your purpose. And what does that mean? All that that your parental figure in society has put in your brain that you need to be, start erasing that. Where are your boxes that you provided for yourself? Number one is, are you really happy and fulfilled at this moment? And then what are the things you're doing to change it? That's the important part. It's about you. And, and understand, this is you. This is not nobody that nobody else but you. And until you decide, that's what it is. Until you decide, until you have the desire to do that. But then again, we want to pre-plan, analyze, assess, restructure, and things like that. But it's all about let 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 your life do you. Don't you call out what's for your life. Because it's already predestined. 
It's already. But figure it out. Figure it out for yourself. And what, what does that mean? Asking, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? And second of all is, if I'm not, what am I changing about it? And then listening to this again and reiterating those steps that we talked about earlier. Like Iana said, who's going to be there when it's rainbows, butterflies, and everything? Then evaluate the people who's going to be there doing the thunderstorm. And it's going to be there consistent. And that's one thing I want to talk about, the consistency among friends. That's the hard part. <laughs> but I know we're at the top of the hour. Do anybody have any last comments? What, what about the live studio audience and things like that? If y'all have live um, um, comments to come, come on, um, last words of wisdom as we end the show. Come on, Yana. I know you have some good words of wisdom. Then we'll come with Steven. But you can catch Steven on um, at I'm Sleep When I'm Dead uh, on Instagram. And he'll drop that down at the bottom. And Yana, where can they find you on Instagram? My name is on Instagram is Iana, E-A-N-N dot A. Okay. And what is your last words of wisdom today? Just once again, just always, just always try to figure out exactly who you are, even if it's just day by day, figuring out certain bits and pieces of who you are, figure out your purpose and why you're here. Just like we said earlier, it may not necessarily be a purpose with a specific thing you're supposed to be doing. Maybe it's just you being exactly who you are. That may be your purpose because you never know how many lives, how many lives you touch just being who you are, not necessarily doing anything in particular, in particular just necessarily being who you are. So never let anyone take you out your character and always just remember to just be you and, and fulfill your purpose of being here. And thank you for coming on as a speaker today. And Steven? No, oh, I can't top that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have anything else to say. No, I mean, she covered all the bases. Think about it. You're, right. you're going to go through these things first and foremost. If you're going to go through and make sure you go through it the best you can realize that your job is not your purpose. What people tell you is not your purpose. And one singular thing might not be your purpose. Your purpose, like she said, might very well be you being you and you might touch so many people just by doing that. So imagine how life easy might be if that's how it works out for you. Imagine if your purpose just happens to be you get to be yourself. That's a lot less responsibility than, than having to be the president of a country or a doctor or some sort of leader. If all you have to do is be yourself, consider yourself blessed. So go and find that out and do the things that it takes to figure that out because it ain't going to just fall in your lap. All right. The one thing is I want to just say before we leave is what is your purpose? And if you have not looked at what your purpose is, get out of your mind. Go to that non-conscious place. You don't have to you don't have to have answers about your purpose. Just be your purpose. It don't have to look like things that other people want to see. Let it look like what you what your life is about. What does that mean? Just be the authentic you. Like I tell people, I'm the unapologetic me. That's it. I can't, I can't be anybody else. And that's the good part about it. So as we leave here, start defining what is your purpose? 
and really sit down and talk. You can talk with it with your partner, your relationship, anybody you got a situation with or anything. Because maybe both of you guys need to find your purpose Mm -hmm. or look at what is your purpose together. Because that's important. So until we meet again, and uh, next week is we're going to be talking about mental, physical, and spiritual health. We're hitting you with a three, three, three figure. Mental, physical, and spiritual health. Because that's important in knowing your purpose. So until we see you next time, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell your spouse. Heck, tell everyone. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Have a good night and have a great week. Good night.